This podcast contains paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss how you can grow your business by the bootstraps. This applies to all entrepreneurs, from the person just starting up to the one that is already well-established. My goal is to help you grow. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Welcome back to the Athos Business Optimization Podcast. Today is going to be a co-podcast with Isaiah O'Connor, who runs the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, and he's going to throw some questions at me, which I'm going to try my best to answer. So Isaiah, uh, if you guys are familiar, he actually is a podcaster and also a contributor on Athos.com, our business consulting slash marketing site. Uh, Isaiah, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. Just chilling out here in Norway. Is it chilling? Is, is it warm? Or is it getting, starting to get cold? Actually, it's getting really warm today. I was sweating like a dog when I dropped off some balloons today. Yeah? For those of you that don't know, I also do balloon decor as a business. Not that there's been much of that lately, but you know, it's he, coming back. He's, a, he's in the entertainment business. Yeah. It, it'd be event. It, event, event entertainment event. business. Yes. So, Jason, my yes. turn to ask questions today. Sure. So, first of all, yes. Where did you get the idea to start up Athos? So, I've actually owned a, a few businesses before Athos.com, and I wanted to go. What What I really enjoyed when I started those other businesses is the marketing and really honing in like the business plan and how to bring in customers because on the customer service side, I had no problem with that. I have years of that and I know how to service customers. I know how to take care of them and I know how to be right, you know, basically how to, how to keep them and retain, retain customers. Yeah. So through the other businesses I owned, I actually really honed in uh, how to market and how to successfully market. And the way I did, so I'm actually, I actually went to school, so I have my, uh, you know, my university degrees. I have a couple of different ones, but they were none of them were in marketing directly. So actually, my marketing experience comes from, I guess, real world, uh, where I've actually spent, unfortunately, unfortunately, hundreds of thousands of, of my own like business dollars on what works and what doesn't work, and went to uh, market and when not to market. So it's a lot of it comes from like actual experience and spending actual money and feeling the actual bumps and bruises along the way. Now, besides that, let me interject on that. Yeah. uh, On that marketing thing in a way, in the way things are changing so quickly with marketing, I think that might be almost an advantage. For example, I've struggled with my own, um, trial and error marketing, black and blue, bruises all over my the place from trying. And I got the couple of marketing books, like uh, Grill Marketing. Great book, but a lot of the stuff is very outdated. TV commercials, yeah, you can buy one if you're, you know, Coke, Pepsi, some major corporation, but other than that, not worth the money for a small, not if people watch TV anymore. Yeah. So, you know, some of the older marketing uh, know-how is yep. kind of outdated. <laughs> as we yeah. Know. Anyway. But, 
What um yeah, you're right. Well what the principles, however, of creating an effective marketing campaign remains the same. So and what I mean by that is how the commercial is actually structured, right? And it, is it telling a good story? Is it reaching out to your customer? Is it telling them, you know, letting them know what you have, letting them know that they need it and explaining to them that you're the place to, to go and get that. Now, that is like you would think, oh, I'll just make one commercial. But in fact, nowadays with social media and everything, that's actually like a, a never-ending a never-ending process, as you and I know, with a, you know just this oh, yeah. podcast, you have to keep on putting content out and letting yeah. people know that oh. you actually know what you're talking about, and it builds trust with your audience and your customers too by doing that. So, yeah, and let's not forget not just that you can solve their problem and what you do solves it, but set yourself apart. Why you? Why should they use your service versus the other services? That's just right. Standing out. Yeah. Yep. Correct. So that's what I do. So you really? Oh, go ahead. So, so no, you said you really like marketing. So how did that lead you to decide to start up Athos? Oh, and then reach out to me. So I'm to be your co-founder. So, so I actually, um, I actually, I, I just enjoy it so much. I figured that I would be able to offer this my experience as a service to people. Who needed it? How to build up a business from the ground up, for one, and how to market it and be successful at it and bring customers in. So my experience as a actual, I guess, bootstrapper, right? I'll well, on one of one of them, I got a lot of funding to do. I'm not gonna lie there, but on both sides of it, so I, you know, that give having that experience and being able to offer it as a service. And I've had success at it, and it's been a lot of fun, and I really enjoy helping small businesses, whether they're even starting up and, uh, you know, from the ground up or if they're existing, helping them bring in customers. It's very, very gratifying because I know that as a small business, it not only involves just the individual, but their families and the employees and everybody involved. It's it's not so much as the corporation, you know, that that's, you know, uh, benefiting from it, but the actual families and, and that, and it's, uh, you know, I know it sounds cheesy, but it, it's really gratifying to help people out a lot, you know, find their own way and separate from, well, I guess, the machine. And there's nothing wrong with working with corporations. I'm just saying that if they want to start their own business, I could offer that service to them. Yeah, I hear you, which is why I think we work together so well. Because that's the biggest thing for me. I like to see people succeed. Yeah. I want people to be able to help their families out. If you ever listen to all my podcasts, I'm constantly talking about how small businesses are so important because it feeds their family. It feeds your family if you're a small businessman. And hopefully as you grow, you can feed other people's families as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's about helping people and helping everyone. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's the whole idea. You you build up people who build up other people who build up other people, and that's how you fix the problems in the planet today. It's taking care of you and your family, and then helping out a few other people, so that they can help out a few other people, so they can help out a few other people. Yep. I think that's the most important. Yeah. So that, that that's why here. I decided to go this route. I mean, I really enjoy it. 
and uh, I have fun doing it. And lately, it's it's, it's almost become to where I'm actually uh, <laughs> I do podcasts so much that uh, you know I'm actually kind of becoming a semi podcaster. But that's a that's on another thing. So another yeah. yeah. So what 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 led you to reach out to me? Well, because you, I knew that you were a um, you, you've experienced grinding in sales and building your own business and going out there and actually bootstrapping your own business. So that's why I reached out to you because I know that you've experienced a lot of the experience, similar experience that I had, and I know that um, you'd know how to express that verbally. You know what I mean? over a like podcast yeah. platform is watch out which is why i offered it out to you i said hey i have this platform do you want to yeah. you know that's why i did it because i know that you're you were able to and i know that both of us have had bumps in the roads with building our our podcast um however i think we're really catching our stride now so i i think that's great it was a, a learning experience but i think we're getting a lot better at it well everything is a learning experience which is really great yeah because you know, one of the first podcasts I did and blogs I wrote. And by the way, we co-wrote the we co-write the Athos blog, yes. the business blog. That's correct. Yeah. If you go over to the website, you can take a look at our thing. Yeah. But one of the very first things I talked about secondary required secondary powers. If you've listened to my podcast, I'm a complete Marvel fan. I'm a complete nerd. But I talk about how whatever business thing you want to do, you need a lot of extra things to kind of get you through the business. You can't just have one great idea. Okay, I've invented the, the newest, best wheel, the best mousetrap on the planet, but if you don't have determination, if you don't have a love of learning, etc., you won't make it because you always have to be learning. I have a whole podcast about a teachable spirit to always be learning and be willing to learn from whatever happens, whatever hits. Yeah. So that's always a good thing. Now, I want to talk about where we first met and what kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our, we, uh, yeah. yeah we, we met way back, way back. <laughs> actually. What was it? Two, 300 years ago now. <laughs> Honestly, you don't remember this, but we actually met back in elementary school. Uh, I, yeah, you actually, that's when we first met, but besides that, <laughs> we actually met professionally while we both got jobs right out of high school working at the casino in the arcade. Yeah. Yep. So, and then that, yeah, from there, that. that's where I, I was like, working in a different department at first and then I moved down. That's right. What department were you in? I was in the transportation department. Oh, I that's was right. dispatching the buses and... And I can't even remember what else I did. Gave out coupons, dispatched buses, called buses in for people, that sort of thing. How'd you get into that position? Just apply for it? You know, it's been so long ago, I don't quite remember. Yeah. I think I saw it up somewhere. I was just turned 18. I needed a summer job, an actual real job, as my parents were pushing me. I had been working at uh, the ski resorts. Uh, uh, Sierra Tahoe ever since I was 14 so I always, always was working but when I turned 18 after a couple of months my dad's like what are you going to do with your life I'm like I don't know I'm fishing right now yeah <laughs> so I get a job so I looked around and I found a job and uh, the manager of the department was a guy that 
I've known for pretty much my entire life. So that did help. Who's that, Scott? So got the job there. Uh, Rich Nicola. Oh, okay, that's right. So. So yeah, you transferred down. That's where we met, and then um, you know, kind of the yeah. kind of the same like sense of humor. So that's where we met, and um, yeah. kind of from there, kind of like maintained the relationship throughout. Like I, I explained a uh, yeah. uh, you know, that's the way it is in the casinos. Yeah, and and the other thing is, we both kind of learned our customer service skills. I mean, we always had them. I think intuitively to a degree. But I think we really honed our customer service chops there and our leadership chops because we both got promoted up into leadership. And if I remember correctly, at the last time I worked there, we were the two highest paid people there. Yeah, yeah, we were outside of our outside of our direct report boss. Yeah. So what 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 working at a a high volume place is like a like a really really high volume. I'm talking about like. Um, I, I, you know, if I was going to guess, we could sometimes have up to uh, a thousand customers that we could, you know, if it's a hot night that the, that would be, that we'd serve. So it's nothing like, I know you have a busy restaurant or you have a busy this and that, but we're, we're talking about, this was like on fire. Um, that's how busy this Thanksgiving weekend after Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Thanksgiving day, right after Thanksgiving. If you, you, so your task, obviously, you know, being that you're out just out of high school, it's a menial one for pretty much, but, uh, you better learn how to get your customer service on point, be helpful and get the customer in and out as fast as possible. So not only are you selling, but you're also being, uh, you know, you're you're listening to what they want, and you're <laughs> and you're getting them in and out. So you get very, very, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, proficient with dealing with customers. And I get if you're shy, I get I guarantee you that your shyness will be gone within the first weekend of working in a in a busy place like that. Or you'll be gone one of the two. Or you'll get eaten alive. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's a great point because, quite honestly, I never realized it until later that probably the best sales experience I had was working the ticket line at Harris. Yep. Because even though they're not, you're not trying to get them to spend their money. You're trying to convince a kid who has five tickets that he can only get five army men, and that's it. And then you have to try to convince the kid with two thousand tickets not to get two thousand army men. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. While keeping the parents happy. Yep. Yeah. You and can... considering I still work with parents to this day, the parents of kids are much more difficult to deal with than kids. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Every single time. But that's that salesmanship. If you can move a line on Thanksgiving of kids through your ticket line, for those of you who are not familiar, we worked in an arcade, kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese thing, except for not quite so cheesy. No, no uh, robo band to yeah. play for us. We just had to listen to uh, Spice Girls Wannabe 3,000 times in a row. You know, <laughs> no big. But um, you'd sit there and you have to convince the kids and sit there and sell them and get them to select their item and get moving because you have a line through the door and a whole bunch of impatient kids and even more impatient parents behind them trying to get through so that was a great learning experience yeah and that kind of ties into bootstrapping what we're talking about with business and you know my little offering of finding your value 
you, all these little things that you experience growing up, these little jobs you have, you might not realize the foundation you're building. Sometimes it takes years later you go, oh, that's why I'm good at that. It's because I had that little summer job. I, I delivered papers one day. I think that was my first official job, actually, come to think of it, was a paper, I had a paper route when I was like 10 or something like that. That's where I first learned customer service and, you know, a good work ethic to deliver on the papers on time, yeah. not miss anything else, work through things. Little things like that will always build up to who you are today and what you can offer as a business. So, so you pulled me in. What, there was something about some uh, sports guy too, wasn't there? That was helped get you an idea to do this? Um... Shoot, I can't remember off the top of my head. I've just been grinding lately. <laughs> what are you thinking? What did yeah. I? There was some sports guy you were helping with his marketing advertising a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I actually, yeah, I helped out a, a, a few people. You mean before I actually started my um, this yeah. ethos? So yeah, actually, I, I guess I was a uh, a manager, sports, an athletic sports manager too. And that was kind of about like randomly where I saw a, uh, it was an athlete and I can't say his name cause he, you know, just because of whatever, you know, anyways, yeah, so he was, he yeah. was, he was reaching out on Twitter and he's like, or Instagram or one of them, I can't remember. He's like, Hey, um, I'm looking for a sports manager. I'm willing to, I, I need help. I didn't, you know, my last sports managers was blah 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 right they weren't great and i didn't they didn't rest. so i wrote this long thing back to him you know who knows they ever look at their dms but i was like in the mood and i'm like i was like hey dude just do this you don't need a sports manager just do xyz uh and you know that's pretty simple you know and then uh, you'll you'll get sponsorships your own sponsorships you don't have to share any money and then he he replies with um send me your email i'm like oh okay and then he actually like sends me a contract to be a man, to be a sports manager. I'm like, what the heck is this? He's like, dude, that's why I need, that's why I need somebody like you. So I, you know, I did that for a while until, uh, you know, we had an agreement and he actually retired from sports, but, um, yeah, I worked with him and I made him a, a de I made both of us a significant, you know, a decent amount of money doing that. Uh, and I was like, I, I guess I have a knack for this kind of stuff and whatever, angle or you know area it may be that i have with my diverse experience as a professional and my you know my education i feel like i feel like i was like oh i think i could jump into almost any business and, and like promote it or at least teach them how to bring in customers and bring a, a customer base and that was like i had zero experience being a sports trainer but i right off the bat from my experience and uh working you know owning businesses and uh, you know even like you know, grinding through like like you said in the uh, in the uh, customer service industry all that combined i was like you do x y and z pop 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 and i was and he's like oh uh hey please help me <laughs> and it worked out and i was like oh i guess maybe i could do this as a, a business uh you know start my own like marketing thing so that's where um yeah. that's how that kind that that's one of the things that got me started there so and, yeah, I and that comes right back to the principles. Like you were saying, there are certain principles about business that are just across the board. Yeah. The principles are the same. The application may be different, but when you get down to the core principles of what makes a business or a person, for that matter, successful, 
they're all the same principles. Yep. They, you might apply them differently, but take, for example, if you open a restaurant, you still need to have good marketing. You still need to make sure you stand out and you need to still provide value for your customers so that they come. Yeah. If you're a video game developer, you need to do marketing. You need to provide value for the customer and you need to stand out so they come to you. Yep. Completely, completely different fields. Completely different, but the principles are the same. Yep. And how you do that is a little bit different each way. You might not need to design a, a top special plate for your business, uh, for your uh, video game design, of course. <laughs> but you might do, design a memorable character instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway, so let's wrap this up. Um, one more thing. Yeah. About grinding. I, I think that's one thing that both of us have been doing ever since we were kids. I mean, I got my, the second I was old enough and legally allowed to go get a job, I got a job. Okay. And then we have you, who was completely insane. How long was the drive down to, uh, where, where'd you go to school again? Okay. So just for, so, <laughs> so I was, yeah. uh, you know, my, so I'll start with a little backstory. So, I, I was not one of the fortunate uh, people in the United States to have their parents have a lot of money saved up for school. As a matter of fact, there was three of us, and my parents had me very young, so I had zero dollars to go to school. And on top of that, nobody in my family ever went to university before. Anyways, so it just uh, it was one day while I was grinding in the arcade. It was like I was getting screamed at by somebody, and I said, I'm over this. I need to do something. So I decided to... Uh, you know, concentrate on my, my education, you know, my formal education anyways. So at the time, community college was so cheap that I was able to work full time and pay for my school and in, in full. That's how cheap community college was in California. Um, thank goodness for that. But I did really, really well. I almost got, I mean, I pretty much got straight A's across the board. I did so well that uh, when I actually applied to university, they offered me a, a full, ride so my school was completely paid for for my university at uc davis uc university of california davis good luck trying to get into that school nowadays you need like a 4.83 thousand to even get in but anyways so they uh you know i put out applications to a bunch of schools and i couldn't believe like they said yes come to uc davis it would never in my wildest dreams that an actual uc school if people don't know, UC on the on the California side is like the Ivy League of the of the East Coast. So it's very elite and very hard to get in, especially some universities. Anyways, so I got in and they said, we'll pay for your schooling. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, my job is three hours away. I live three hours away and I have school <laughs> over here. I can't afford either or, right? So what I can't afford is, is living actually in Carson City at the time with my parents because I had to, you know, I had to live in Carson City. Um, but I could afford splitting rent down in Davis, right, with my with my job if I worked 30 plus hours in Tahoe. So what I would do is so I had my, my schedule set at UC Davis. I'd be at school Monday through Thursday, right? So Monday morning, I had classes all the way up to Thursday night. And Thursday night, after my classes, I would – was it Thursday night? I'm trying to remember. Was it either Thursday or Friday? No, it was Friday. Thursday or Friday. Oh, it was Friday. 
Friday afternoon, I would get in my car and drive up to my shift at Harris Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, which is three hours away, right? Mm-hmm. Work for work 10. Three tens. Yeah, three tens, sometimes a little more. So I'd, I'd work Friday, Saturday, and then I'd come in early Sunday and work 10 hours and then leave Sunday night. I would drive back down to Davis to my place and get like, <laughs> I don't know how much sleep. Not a lot. And then go and, you know, have my classes start Monday morning and do it uh, do it again. And uh, my thought behind that was, hey, I, if they're giving me – if they're paying for my tuition, I don't know how long I, they're going to give it to me if I could maintain my GPA or if they're going to take it away from me. So I said I have a 100%. I have a one-year guarantee on my uh, – on my tuition. So I know, I, I know I have that tuition no matter how many classes I take, they'll pay for it. So I actually took so many classes that I finished my upper division university work in one year, which usually nowadays takes people, uh, if you're, if you're <laughs> planned and doing it right uh, and studying, it takes you two years, but nowadays it takes people up three to four years to finish your upper division work. So I kind of like, uh, if you want to talk about grinding, that's what I did. So I worked full time, 30 plus hours, and I took double, double the amount of courses at UC Davis to finish in a year. So that, and I almost died, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you're insane. Yeah. But then again, Another thing about working three tens, thirty hours at least, you kept all your benefits from the casino because if you drop below thirty, they would cut off your That's benefits. That's correct. Yep. So, and didn't you meet and marry and bring your wife over from uh, South Korea at the same time? No, no, we actually met um, before. Actually, yes, I take that. Back. Well, I didn't meet her. We we met before this whole thing, so. You met before, but you actually during this whole process. Yes, we we uh, we we got did, married. Yeah, we got, got married. Engaged. Yeah, brought her and, over. And considering I'm the reason I'm in Norway is because I married a Norwegian. Yeah, I think maybe there's just something wrong with Tahoe girls. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe to us. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but um, my you know my wife's in Norway, which is why I'm here, and. Just bringing her over, that's a pain in the butt process, too. That takes hours and hours and hours of your time. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of work, yep. Yeah. So, you know, and this is, you know, kind of where we're from and kind of where we start. And just for you bootstrappers out there, this is the type of thing that you need. This is the most important thing. Not We we both came from the two wealthiest families in Tahoe, right? Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Nobody, I mean, there's a very few, you know, all joking aside, there's a, even the wealthy people at Tahoe, when we were growing up, they weren't wealthy. They were paying a lot for their housing, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe sure their parents had a little more professional jobs, but they were paying a lot more for their mortgage. So nobody in Tahoe had a lot of money, except for the people, you know, who were the elites that had big properties up there. So, yeah, like the mail off land, you know? Yeah, yeah. Those half the casino, half yeah. the half the properties, you yeah. know, there was like two or three, you know, barons as it were. Yeah. No, but I mean, Tahoe, people in Tahoe, the cost of living there is so insanely high. Yeah. It's gotten out of control now. It, it's, you can't even it's raise even a family. Worse. Yeah. I think you can't, I, I, I think you can't even start at a entry level house at less than a million or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gotten crazy. Yeah. But you know, even when we were growing up, neither of us came from background of a rich family. My my dad was barely putting working 
his own job, busting his butt so my mom could stay home and homeschool us. Yeah. Uh, we ate a lot of casserole growing up. Yeah. We didn't do a lot of, we didn't have a lot of stuff. I had to save up extra just to buy a super soaker when it came out. I remember they were so expensive, comparatively speaking. It was a big, exciting thing just to get a super soaker. You know, we didn't come from rich families. Yeah. You know, and we started businesses and, yeah, we're bootstrappers because we don't start. You don't start off rich, but you you can fight your way up there and climb yep. your way to the top. Yep. And that's kind of where we where we are for you guys listening in, which is we want to help you guys start up and get out from the situation you're in, and, and it might take some process. It might just start off as a side hustle. Some of the biggest businesses start off as a little side hustle that just grew and grew and grew and all of a sudden ah, this is doing good I'll just switch <laughs> yeah I'll do this full time instead so little small side things little small little things what was it Harley Harley started with a couple of guys in their garage building a motorcycle in their spare time you know that was a, kind of their little hobby and they built it up and of course Harley's a massive business today and it's gone through some highs and lows and whatnot but still the whole name the whole you know everyone knows what a harley is yeah you know side side hustle in a garage build one motorcycle sell one motorcycle build one motorcycle sell one motorcycle that was it yeah side business you're just with the extra drive to do it yeah anyway jason thank you for your time i do have to run okay i got a message from my wife here all righty okay um we'll wrap it up and everyone out there Thank you for your time. This has been the combination of the Athos Business Podcast and the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast. Do listen to both, and hopefully we can help you grow your business even through the podcast. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Remember to get your free half-hour consultation by using our contact page and the links below. If you found value in this content, please give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. It is very helpful if you share this with your friends. If you'd like to directly support this podcast, I have a few donation links in the description, or you can check out the show sponsors. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, which is an Athos Business Solutions podcast. Our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, which is hosted by Jason St. Clair. Our past episodes and related blogs, you can check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.at h e o z dot com or a the oz dot com remember you can also check us out on the o'connor bootstrap podcast facebook group where you can interact with me and other people who are bootstrappers and entrepreneurs the link is in the description come check us out i would love to interact with you and until next time i'm your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur isaiah o'connor see you later